1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7, the game. And
3: Kyle is in for Dibs. What's going on, everybody? Uh, Glad you are along for the ride. We had emergency Pandia yesterday. We've got regular Pandia today. Just regular old Pandia And you know what? You know what? The first question I'm going to ask him here in 27 minutes, I'm going to ask him, is it legitimate? Is it above board as an orthopedic sports surgeon who watches something on TV to come out and definitively say what is going to happen in the surgical process? The only reason I'm going to ask is so that you can hear him say it, because I already know what he's going to say. Yeah, He's going to say whatever um, Jabroni, whatever his name is, who was on Dan Patrick's Atticus. show today. Attics? Atticus. 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 Whatever his name is. I don't even want to say his name because I do not want to promote this fool. Like it, it is completely out of line for him to say what he said, which is, I saw the tape. He needs Tommy John surgery. And in fact, he didn't even really say it that way. He said, looks to me like he needs Tommy John surgery. That's out of line, followed by Dove Kleiman, whoever this is, with a blue check, who decides now to run with that as a report. Mm -hmm. Brock Purdy needs reconstructive Tommy John surgery. Maybe he does, and maybe he doesn't. And this is not reliable sourcing, reporting, talking, or any of this. Every
4: time time we ask Dr. Pandya about... An injury or a play that happened. Now, I don't want to say an injury, a play that happened where it looks like a player got hurt, or a team says, "Oh yeah, it's not. He he goes, "Here's the play that happened. Here's kind of what we see." But until I see imaging or we hear about imaging, I don't know. Right. That's how like that's like, how it's supposed even, to even even
3: in game, and, and and I've learned this like a lot of orthos, they can look at the way mm-hmm. a, a body reacts and mm-hmm. go, except for all you would say in this case is, it appear, uh, the fear would be that he tore his UCL. Mm-hmm. He did. Now, whether he repairs it or needs full reconstruction, from my understanding, is actually based on what the, uh, you know, the, the stability of the UCL was prior to it tearing, which you can't see that. You can't see right. that with Hassan Reddick's play. You can't see that. So that's the way the fear would be he would need or he tours UCL and they're going to have to look at it and then decide what kind of surgery would be needed. That's literally the only thing that you can say. So we'll get into this with Doc Bandia, an actual professional with the way that he's going to go about his business. Also, Tom Brady is now retired, dot, dot, dot again. He did so with a, a tearful, uh, very brief, kind of one-person-to-camera video mm-hmm. that was put out on social media, and it just, it you know, it it struck me. Um, Brady is, is and, and you even said it already, like, if Brock Purdy is going to miss this year, the 49ers probably try to call him and pull him out of retirement anyway, and I don't know if he would do it. But... The whole Tom Brady thing yesterday, it just struck a chord for me because it seemed like I thought a lot of you believed in the future of Brock Purdy. And now the idea that even he misses half of a season, it sounded to me like so many people suddenly want to go get a totally different answer at quarterback for the future and for the long term. I just wonder why it's so hard for people to believe in stuff that you don't see coming. Happens all the time. The NFL is dotted with these people. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't always see it coming. And, and, and it happens anyway. The New York Giants went to the playoffs. Jalen Hurts is the favorite in the Super Bowl. Like, there's stuff that happens that you don't see coming all the time. But this was but, not a small sample. This was nine football games.
4: I, it's, it's not a
3: small sample.
4: No doubt. There's a couple... I have a couple things here. One, <laughs> the, the the Mr. Irrelevant thing, like, that's not just like... Jalen Hurts was a second-round pick, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, we see Very this late, kind of stuff. Yeah. We see this kind of stuff. It's... Mr. Irrelevant had never
3: even thrown a pass. I'm, I'm not here to like, tell you this isn't crazy. It's
4: such a... It is such a, like... Out of left field, like wait, whoa, 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 hang on, pause, timeout. The the other that that it's hard to grasp and be like, okay, yeah, this is a thing now. The other the other thing is we've also seen for all the things that that you say uh, dotted. I love that 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 phrasing for all the times we've seen out of nowhere guys come in and and play in the NFL. We've also seen like flashes in the pan. Case Keenum took the Vikings to the NFC championship game in Philly, oddly enough, and then went to Denver and just never did anything again. And right. now he's the backup in the in Buffalo or wherever he is. Yep. So that's the other thing is we've seen guys have these really great years. Colin Kaepernick I think is a good example Colin Kaepernick had a great half a season a great year and then just went
3: obviously you could still do a whole show we've done years on whether or not Colin Kaepernick was a flash in the pan or if he just never got another shake like me maybe he was a really good player Um, and, and, and he was for a longer period right I mean Right. right. I mean, the, he his, had multiple years of, of of great production for the 49ers. His
4: 2014 and there's a little bit of a difference here because his 2014 was not as good as his 2013 or his 2012 and his 2015 and 2016 certainly weren't. But the Niners were also a disaster. Like he got screwed. Yes. So don't get me wrong. Brock Purdy's going to have Kyle Shanahan and this really good roster and this really good coaching staff. So it's a little bit different. But I'm just I think there's it's it's guarding against, like, man, we've seen players come in and have really good years and then just never so, be heard from again. So
3: eight games is not... Brock Osweiler. It's not, well, but he never looked like that. He never looked like this. He had a bunch of, a lot of money. Eight, he did, but see, that's the point. Like, Jimmy Garoppolo became the highest paid player in the history of the NFL based off of a smaller sample size than what we just saw with Brock. No doubt. No doubt. Smaller sample size. So eight games is not two seasons, but it's also not three games. You still hear people talk about Nick Foles. Go look at his numbers. He got hot in the playoffs for two and a half games. and He won a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. You know, we bring up the, 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 the Jeremy Lin thing or so many other players who sort of, they had a moment like, Fitzmagic ended up getting a nickname. You never watched it, though, for eight games. Mm-hmm. Fitzmagic was a classic, like, dude, that guy comes in and he comes back. And all right, and then he does it again next week. And you're like, all right, I think Fitzmagic. And then he goes Crash eight and burn. for 22 yeah. with three picks. You can't, like, that never happened. This was eight games and all the scenarios home road from ahead from behind good teams bad teams playoff games not playoff games like it it, it, you saw almost everything Mm -hmm. you saw almost everything you didn't see the super bowl and you didn't get to see how he actually would have played in a full nfc title game on the road but he was throwing a lot of different scenarios. And he pretty much looks pretty similar the whole time.
4: The, my, my, my. I tend to agree with you on this. That's why I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm coming across. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm of the belief that if Trey Lance does not show out in OTAs and camp, that Brock should be the starter next year. That's, and I think the Niners would be really good. But you look at that Dallas game. You can say really good defensive line. And the Niners' offensive line didn't play well, and I get all that. But there were multiple plays there. Where it was like, oh boy, like that wasn't great. Sure. I mean, there was it, Brandon Ayuk had to defend an interception, and Trevon Diggs just straight up dropped one in the red zone. Like there were there were plays there. There was one play where he rolled left and then like ran backwards toward the other end zone. He does like, run backwards. It's like, I don't, oh my I don't, god! Yeah, yeah, I do. So if, if <laughs> would like
3: to eliminate the run backwards play right. that Brock likes to do. Yeah. I, the, I, 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 yes, I, he's not perfect. Right. However, in those, like, there was a stat that got my attention in that Dallas game where I went, oh, you know what? Now I'm actually a little bit impressed by what you did. There wasn't anything great statistically. He won the game, mm-hmm. but um, there was that stat where he was pressured on 48% yes. of his dropbacks, and no it doubt. was the most that had happened in three years in a 49er game, and he didn't turn it over. Right. I was like, Okay, bro, that's, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's some veteran stuff right there. Yeah. You don't turn it over when you're you're, literally half the time that you drop Mm -hmm. back, like Micah Parsons is in your face Mm -hmm. and you handled it and you Mm -hmm. won the game. That's worth something to me, especially for a guy who's in his eighth game.
4: And that's, and that's total, that's totally fair. Like I said, he should be, he played well enough that if he was the starter next year, he'd be like, yeah, the 49ers are the favorite in the NFC West and they might be the favorite in the NFC depending on how the offseason goes. Like for sure. But, I don't think it's off the table either that if he starts all 17, they go nine and eight. I have not decided
3: just, that Brock's a superstar. That's not okay. what I've decided. Okay. I have decided that Brock Purdy is a very viable, productive okay. NFL starter. That's fair. That, that, that's, I think that's fair. I'll define it that way. Um, Who can win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Think, uh, yeah. Nick I'm in there. Ohio. Um, is next up. Hey Nick, what are you doing? Hey, I oh, was just doing a little artwork here. Sweet. Hello. What are we doing what are we working on? Oh, I do collage and mixed media and um Could you make me a of collage of Brock Purdy and Jimmy Garoppolo together please throwing don't. footballs? Oh my god,
5: please don't. <laughs> I have to feel inspired. <laughs> but anyway, oh God. Uh, go ahead. I, I want to make a quick comment about Purdy. But first of all, I'd like to give some props to Kyle because uh, I noticed when you guys have the transition from one show to another, you guys are always talking over each other. Everybody's talking at once, and it's like gives me a headache. But I noticed when Kyle's about ready to comment,
2: everybody's quiet. But he always <laughs> has something very good <laughs> to contribute. Kyle
3: disagrees. Oh. <laughs> he thinks I interrupt him all the time.
2: But uh I was, but, uh, I was gonna say that, yeah, but that's fine. Yeah.
3: Nick, I I think that uh that you can understand what we're all trying to say. You got four uh four big mouths in one room and uh, no different than you and your friends if you're having poker night or a bunch of people over for drinks, uh there's gonna be a word or two on top of each other and we all survive. But anyway, did you have a, a further point than that? Yeah. Just just a quick
5: comment. Yeah. I I think you're overstating this thing about uh Fans who originally were for Purdy, but now they're showing the true colors. I think it's more like they're just panicking, a la Guru. And that's my comment. (laughs) Thanks,
3: Nick. Well, that is actually my point. I think you just helped me make my point. You're like, well, don't say that. Uh, They're just panicking. Right. That's what I'm saying. Stop panicking. Now, maybe your point is, uh, this is just kind of an emotional response because of what took place Sunday, that people actually aren't giving up on Brock Purdy. Uh, Listen, I guess if if that's your point, all I'm trying to do is uh, let's think this out together. Let's think it out so that we're living in a realistic world. uh, Not... Responding to a moment in Brock Purdy's career uh, with let's go get Aaron Rodgers or, or, or Derek Carr or something that is now going to prevent. I mean, can you imagine? Go down that road with us for a second. The 49ers go get a big name quarterback here in this offseason. You just did two things. I guess you did three things. One of them is you can be a Super Bowl favorite. Cool. Mm-hmm. Here's the next thing that you did. You just ruined your massive financial advantage that you have on the league mm-hmm. for the next three years. And you also just decided that Brock Purdy and Trey Lance are now totally blocked out mm-hmm. for their entire rookie deals. Right. That's bananas. That's an awful idea on every level.
4: I don't mm, I don't think I think awful is too strong. Really? Yeah. You want to block these it. guys no, out? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. But if that's somebody's mindset of like, dude, I don't think Brock can win a Super Bowl, and I don't think Trey can do it, so improve at the quarterback position. Or maybe you think Brock Purdy can, but you're like, man, I think Aaron Rodgers will. In fact, if he's here for three years, I think we win three. Like, if that's the mindset, improving at quarterback is the best thing you can do in the NFL. Well, uh,
3: Okay, I'll grant you that, but but then uh, then Trey Lance is not on this team, right? Like, I mean, right? You, you, right? Before there's there's you discuss that, that decision for you, sure. You, the the discussion of that starts with two things: Brock does need a total reconstruction, and you think Trey stinks. Mm-hmm. If that's Kyle Shanahan's opinion, then we have a different conversation. Sure. I don't think that's Kyle Shanahan's I, opinion.
4: I don't think so either. Yeah. But if you're but if you're a fan and you're looking at Okay, they've lost consecutive NFC championship games. And all I want them to do, I saw this on the on the Xfinity Mobile text line earlier. I I meant to mark it and I didn't so I don't know who it was from. So shout out to whoever it was. They said, I don't care, I don't give a damn who the quarterback is. Win a Super Bowl. That's a I want to see a quarterback hoisting a Lombardi Trophy. I think we're all that, that's right. So sure, that's so, what a fan does. Yeah, we want right, to win. Right, and, and not saying you don't or I don't. Like yeah. that's what everybody here wants. But if that's your mindset and you're like, hey, screw the cap, screw the financial advantage, I don't care about Trey and I don't care about Brock, well, Aaron Rodgers or whoever. Who, Is the guy to get
3: us, like, I get that. I wouldn't do it. Right. But I understand the sentiment. We've all established, it's been established on this show, like, that point, that larger point comes up sometimes, and I get that I'm a little bit different than some fans. Mm -hmm. I I don't want to sell the whole next 10 years to win one. I don't want to do that. Sure. I don't want to do what the Rams did. No. I think the Rams are about to go through hell. Mm -hmm. I I don't want the 49ers to go through hell. Dude, like, I would, like, just be good every year. Take your chances that here and there, you're going to break through and be the last team. Yeah. That's what I want my I don't want you to, I, I don't want you to be awful for nine years because you won one.
4: We have, we also have a big enough sample size now, I think, under Kyle Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch and Adam Peters and this entire kind of regime. They had nothing when they got here in 2017. And in two years, they were in the Super Bowl. And two years after that, they were back in the NFC Championship game in consecutive years. They've shown a penchant with with largely a core that has grown, and then they fill in other spots. To me, you don't need to make that big swing at quarterback because your front office and your coaching staff has a penchant and has shown the ability to build a roster around a quarterback who's at top 15, top 20, wherever you want to... I I don't want to get into where does Brock rank, but in that kind of realm,
3: nine. <laughs> Sorry, I'm kidding. <laughs> Go
4: ahead. Uh, he's, a, he's in that realm, and they've shown the ability yeah. to build a roster around that. And then you look at their assets, they're back to having a first round pick in 2024. Yep, this year they're gonna have 10 picks. And when you look at okay, they're is that they're, pre
3: or, pro or post D'Amico?
4: D'Amico will convey in 2025, not till then, N- right? Because they okay. got two for Ran Carthon, who got hired by the Titans okay. as a general manager. So you get two for that. You don't get
3: four if the coach and GM get hired in the same hiring cycle. But doesn't it overlap once? D'Amico will start in 2024, no? No. No? No. Sure. Yes. Okay.
4: I believe So you. it'll be 2023 and 2024 for Ran and then 2025 for D'Amico.
3: Just 2025. Yes, not two of them for 2026. When they get hired okay. in the same hiring cycle, got it, got it, got it, got get it. Okay. Three instead
4: of two for each. Um, does that make sense? It does. So they're gonna have ten, they're gonna have ten picks. And when you look at Fred Warner and George Kittle and Elijah Mitchell and Talanoa Hufanga and Diamantor Lenore, like this roster is littered with dude. Uh, Spencer Burford started a bunch of games this year. This roster is littered with dudes that are day late, day two, day yep. three picks. Oh, yes, and they've built teams around
3: it. No doubt, no doubt. They're uh, in a good spot. The Niners are in a really good spot. Jonathan in San Francisco is next up. Hey, Jonathan, you're on with Willard and Kyle. What are you doing? Uh, you know, just listening to you guys and man, just
2: this, this nightmare just keeps on going, huh? But, yeah uh, your
3: question, um I percent you know. uh, Jonathan, well, J- Jonathan, we got to get you to a... B- I'm so sorry, man. One of our best listeners, and uh, you waited for so long, but your cell phone it w- was not listenable. No. Uh, I'm sorry about that. CK in Arizona, you're next up. You're on the show. Hey, CK, what Sarah's are you doing? phone was not there. I'm working, fellas. How y'all doing? Uh, doing great. We're doing the exact same thing.
2: Hmm. Kinda,
3: uh, kinda.
2: Uh, working, right? right. Uh So, I'll tell you this much: Um, your opinion on us giving up on Brock and Trey—that's not the case, my man. It's—it's more so running insurance. We already had went into the season with three quarterbacks, three starting quarterbacks. We didn't know that, but we had that, and they all got hurt. Kyle Shanahan's scheme is just—that's his track record. He has quarterback hurt. We legit need a upgrade that offensive line and go back in with three good quarterbacks or shoot, maybe get fourth. And I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers, not Derek Carr, nothing crazy like that, but you know what I mean?
3: It- well then, well then we don't. Well then we don't disagree. Like the, here's where I do disagree. Kyle Shanahan's system gets quarterbacks hurt. I'll, I'll never buy that. I'm not blaming. It's football. Uh, it's been very unlucky. But CK, you used the word insurance, and on that, I'm with you. Of course, the 49ers are going to go sign someone at quarterback. Of course, they're going to. Uh, even if it's just for the off season they're gonna need somebody else in there uh to do Scout work and and and, right. and obviously be behind Trey Lance as he comes back they're 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 going to need that so yeah insurance sure I heard big names I heard long-term contracts that's different if you're not on that bus then we're on the bus together yeah so he's gone. Yeah, he's oh. gone.
4: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. was waiting on him. Yeah, yeah. The the names you're looking at. So I've got a list of free agent quarterbacks available. Okay. Tom Brady's retired, quote unquote. Baker Mayfield, not he's he he's probably stinks. staying.
3: He's probably staying in L. A. Probably. And just not really. He's not a Niner. This is again no, the rule no. with this team has been no knuckleheads, and he's a knucklehead. Sam Darnold, I think, is probably
4: going to get paid. I think he's going to get a little bit of money.
3: Uh, More than not, the Niners are probably willing but to But starter him. money? Is someone signing him as their starter? Maybe. Yeah. Compete Boy. with a rookie? The Marcus maybe. Mariota deal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe a Band-Aid. Yeah, yeah a carryover. So I, I he's on the list. You, th- you I think don't he's love on the list? Him. Well, he's on the list in terms of the type of guy that the 49ers will need.
4: This is right. And so I'm looking at this. The way I'm viewing the quarterback offseason this year, enough hypotheticals. I'm viewing this as Purdy probably back by August. The Niners are looking for a QB three slash QB two. That's the they're not looking for a starter. That a someone who, if they have to start a couple games, you feel okay about it. If they have to come in, I don't know, the NFC Championship game, you'd feel okay about it. <laughs> yeah,
3: and catch a <laughs> a snap.
4: Jimmy Garoppolo mm-hmm. gonna make too much money to
3: me. I think. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
4: And again, this is Brock. Uh, Brock Purdy is back in August.
3: Yeah. People forget that Jimmy's career for the 49ers ended on a five-game win streak. I know that we'll remember running out of the back of the end zone. But, like, yeah, Washington wanted him last year. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they do again. Houston is an interesting team. And with Brady's retirement, so is Vegas. Like, with McDaniels there, like, I know Spadone's at home and and he's not feeling great. And this is going to make you feel even worse. (laughs) But, yeah, I could Garoppolo to the Raiders. I could totally see that.
4: I want to ask John McLean at eleven o'clock about Jimmy Garoppolo and the Texans. Because when you For guys sure. had, when you and For James sure. talked to him last season, he was like, Nope, they're out. We're out. No chance. I'm interested if that changes at all. With D'Amico Ryan's, with probably members of the Niners offensive staff on their offensive
3: staff. Correct.
4: Really interested to see there. And yeah. then, I mean, the other names, Teddy Bridgewater, Jacoby Brissett, Andy Dalton, Joe Flacco. Like these are the names that were we should really be talking
3: about. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think those are the names we will end up be t- uh, talking about. Yeah, McLean is on in about a half hour, and it's not just what did the 49ers lose in D'Amico Ryans. McLean knows D'Amico well from his playing days in Houston, but it's those questions. What else leaves the 49ers in terms of free agent players? Are they going to immediately target Jimmy Ward? Um, stuff like that. We'll get into that. Uh, Is Garoppolo a name there? And uh, who might be available to the 49ers if Brock Purdy is not ready to go by week one? So we get to all of that with John McClain in about a half hour. Doc Pandia jumps in, and we'll get a little bit further into the injury situation, not only surrounding Brock, but Trey Lance and other players around the Bay as well. And then we continue with your calls at 888-957-9570 on Willard and Dibbs.
6: (laughs)
2: to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game.
3: Well, hello, everybody. Uh, We'll keep taking your calls, 888-957-9570. John McClain, Houston Chronicle in a half hour. D'Amico Ryans, Jimmy Garoppolo, Brock Purdy, those questions and more. With him, Kyle Shanahan will speak. We'll carry it live here in just about an hour. We're calling it Red and Gold Reaction. Brought to you by Zenny, the official eyewear of the San Francisco 49ers. Shop from over 3,000 styles at 80% off retail prices exclusively at Zenni.com. And Willard and & Dibs is also brought to you by CalHope.org. Kyle in for Dibs today. And guess who's in as well? Uh, apparently making it just a, a daily thing over here. With Doc Pandia, but this is the official, cleared to play. We're taking you inside the tent, get you updated on the latest injuries in the Bay and proud to partner with UCSF Health in this segment, and bring in Associate Professor of Orthopedic Surgery, Dr. Naraf Pandia. Doc, hello again.
5: Good, how are you doing? It's, it's been it's been a long time. Yeah. It's been a long time. Does it
3: feel less like an emergency today than it did yesterday? <laughs>
5: Yeah, there's a little bit of... Calm. Well, after the reports this morning, now there seems to be an emergency again, but it seems, it seems hopefully it will be calm.
3: Can I start with that? I would love for you to speak on the level of responsibility for sports orthopedic surgeons who speak in media with regard to what they see over a television set.
5: Yeah, I, I think the key thing is that we all... For all of us who kind of do this injury analysis, you always have to preface by saying... I haven't examined this patient, I haven't looked at his MRI, I haven't, you know, I don't know the inside medical knowledge, this is just my opinion based on my experience and what I see. I think where it gets difficult, what I think a lot of the, you know, especially with social media now is that someone gives an opinion and everyone assumes that this is the person who's actually taking care of him, seeing his MRI scans, et cetera. So I think there is a responsibility for us to do this to say, look, I'm not actually taking my, I'm not looking at this patient, I'm not looking at the MRI scan. I simply am giving my opinion about what the possibilities are, but the team physician, his medical staff, are the ones who are determining what treatment he's gonna
3: need. To give our listeners the background, uh, Dan Patrick's show earlier today, uh, the doctor, and again, what's the guy's name? I keep not even wanting to acknowledge Addicts. it. Uh, Dr. Addicts uh, comes on uh, the Dan Patrick show and take a listen says this. Everybody kind of wants to say, "Oh, maybe it's just partial, you know, they're hoping that the next doctor will tell them they don't need surgery. I mean,
6: looking at the hit, looking at his absolute inability to throw the ball, it looks to me like uh, he needs surgery. He needs Tommy John surgery. And, you know, it generally is a year, you know. I mean, Steven Strasburg came back in a year in baseball. We had Jake DeLome came back in just over a year, actually. He was hurt in week three and then came back the following season, had probably his best year after he had Tommy John. So it's not that I don't think he'll be able to come back and play well. It's just that it may completely make next season not an option.
3: Okay, so Doc, I've listened to you and others enough to know that there are two different kinds of surgery. I don't think anybody's saying Brock doesn't need surgery. It's just whether it's a repair versus a reconstruction. But, but I, I mean, do you concur with what you heard there, or what's your take?
5: I mean, I think what really what it comes down to is that the determination of what you do with this, whether even if it's not surgery, what type of surgery is what the ligament actually looks like on an MRI and then what it looks like during the time of surgery. So they're going to make the best decision for him long-term, but there's no reason to do a Tommy John surgery if the ligament actually looks pretty good and you can repair it on an MRI. There's also no reason to go down the surgery route if this new MRI or if it gets more imaging shows that actually, you know what, this is a partial tear. So I think absolutely you have to kind of take all the information in consideration and none of us know what the ligament actually looks like on MRI and what it'll look like during surgery. And that's going to determine what it is for him long term. So I think it's very hard, particularly with these kind of injuries, to base it off of video or what people say. It's what you're seeing in there when you're in surgery and what the MRI looks like, which none of us will know until, you know, a couple days after his surgery. So we're
4: we're waiting on some Brock Purdy news. But Trey Lance yesterday offered some news on his uh, surgically repaired ankle. He said his boot will be off. This week, he's hoping to be fully cleared in three and, three and a half, three to three and a half weeks, and then 100% by, by OTAs in June. Is, is that about right for him to be fully recovered? Like, Do you foresee him having any restrictions once he does take the field?
5: I think as long as he continues on this progress and doesn't have any setbacks, and I think that for patients who generally have this kind of procedure done, yes, he should absolutely be back as long as he's able to get his strength back clearly we know that the bone has to be healed because he wouldn't take the things out unless his bone was healed and any source of irritation that that kind of plate screws, whatever he had in there was causing has not been dealt with. So I think it does set up well for the next several months to basically be ready unless he has some lingering soreness or some sort of muscle issue develops. Um, but just knowing in general, when you look at all people who have this kind of ankle injury, um, they get back and he's right on the timeline to get back right at, at that time point. So I think that he's got enough time to recover enough time to get his confidence back um and i think he should be ready for otas barring any kind of setback that may unexpectedly arise
3: doc it's not just back i I, one thing i've wondered is because trey lance was you know at least billed as this quarterback who was going to use his legs so much is there any reason to think that he won't not just be back but like the full mobility and full speed that he had as a college player is that all expected to return
5: that, no, that's a great question. That's hard. That that is really hard to predict. I mean, I think you look at the the two players that we know recently. You've had that with quarterbacks. I mean, Derek Carr had that with the forty uh, with the Raiders, um, and he kind of took him a year or two to get his mobility back. And we saw Dak Prescott. You know, he had kind of a similar type of ankle injury. And, and most of the time, they do get their mobility back. You do see it more year two. Um, this first season, he may be seeing a little bit hesitancy in terms of that explosiveness and getting out of the pocket. Um, but I think that by year two, hopefully, if he's still with the 49ers, you'll see that. But I think there will be definitely a ramp up period where he'll be potentially more in the pocket as opposed to being as explosive, just simply due to the fact that it takes a while to get that confidence back, that mobility, that strength to play at that level.
4: When NFL players go into the off season, what... Is there some kind of balance that players need to strike between, you know, conditioning and strength training versus like injury maintenance? Like, can you overdo off-season training and and yeah. to the point that it it increases your injury risk?
5: No, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think in general, I mean, we have this concept like you need to be working out all the time. I think just like we're kind of seen with load management in the NBA. There's there's a lot of power to the body in terms of resting um more so than even what you may definitely gain from working out so i think in general when football players are coming into the off season you obviously get your structural injuries taken care of but in general you need a good six to eight weeks just to let your soft tissues to heal now that doesn't necessarily mean you're just laying around on the couch there's this concept of active rest where you're doing other things you're you're swimming you're biking you're doing other things to maintain that degree of kind of fitness while now it's stressing the joints and then you do definitely want to get your body ready for football shape. And one of the things we saw in the, in the kind of the COVID-shortened season where there wasn't a lot of preseason uh, kind of work in, was that you see all these, like, ACL injuries, all these big injuries happening the first couple of weeks of the season because no one had a ramp-up period. So it is a balance. You spend the first half of the offseason kind of letting your body calm down, making sure you're not getting any of those soft tissue issues re But then you do need to kind of work yourself in so that you're not suddenly getting a huge amount of load come OTAs and then getting all those injuries again.
3: Uh, Hey, Doc, real quick before you go, did you see anything in Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes that you think will have an effect on the Super Bowl?
5: I think both of them, actually. I think Jalen Hurts, I mean, even though he he did well against the defense, you could see him grimacing and not necessarily, like, every time he got hit a little bit, his shoulder seemed to be bothering him, you know, little subtle things. So um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how that impacts him in two weeks. Um, Mahomes, you, could, you saw some clips of him limping and things like that. I think given the fact that he was actually able to play a week after a high ankle sprain, I think in two weeks from now, he's going to be totally fine. So I think we'll have a better chance of seeing a good Mahomes, maybe still a little residual issue for Hurts in the Super Bowl.
3: Okay, good stuff. Hey, Doc, as always, thank you so much, and we promise not to call you tomorrow. <laughs>
5: Absolutely, no problem, guys. All right. Thanks, Doc.
3: And actually, I I, I take that back. Who knows what yeah, the hell? I mean, Brock Purdy news could come out, and this is going to be the first guy that we're going to call. Uh, the proceeding was sponsored by UCSF Health. John McClain is going to be coming up here in just about 20 minutes or so. Um, and all guests are brought to you on the Bud Light guest line Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. And we continue with Red and Gold Reaction, brought to you by Boxer and Gerson, Northern California's premier workers' compensation. Law firm helping injured workers get their lives back for over forty years. Uh, okay, Waterman, um, in uh, nowhere, where are you, Waterman, and what are you doing? I don't see a city. Where are you?
2: Uh, I'm in Corte Madera, and I work for the water district. That's why I call. I'm, I need myself Waterman. Okay, I'm Waterman, just say I'm in the water, man. I am. <laughs> what, I that would have I'm been very good. Try, I, try, I try to avoid being in the water. <laughs> <No>. uh, um, <laughs> Just real quick, uh, the Brock Birdie injury, why it was so devastating on Sunday is yes, he can win a Super Bowl with this team. It was was evident he had command of this offense in in my opinion, yes, later in the season after being able to look at the playbook and study it in a short amount of time, and it was evident by the points they were scoring. The, The point total for this team increased by, I think it was 14 points per game compared to Jimmy. Close to 10. About about 10, but we get your point. Yeah. Yes. So, that's why it was so upsetting to see him go down and then hear the news of the rupture because we don't know what the timeline's going to be. Everything is a guessing game. The hope is, okay, if they lose and Brock, you know, the, the defense, the Eagle defense is just better and they shut him down, okay, you can accept that. But you go in with no injury, no serious injury, and we go in with a full off season. We know Brock is at the helm with Trey behind him, which I'm thrilled at. And, I, and for, for what it is now, now this is Trey Lance's time. I do not want the Niners to go out and sign any big-name quarterback. I mean, I, I get they're going to have to get something to be in behind, but I don't want a big-name quarterback. I don't want them to get Brady out of retirement now. I don't want Aaron Rodgers. I want the youth they have. They need to build, and that's what makes this so hard. Is because they don't have the time to do this because they're ready to win a Super Bowl now, and that's why all the fans are so upset about. it. Yeah, that.
3: now that, that I, I agree with everything you just said there, uh, Waterman, stay dry. Uh, thank you. Uh, th- thanks for calling. That's kinda, that's where I'm at. Nobody's here to tell you this doesn't stink. Right. And oh, and oh by the way. Uh, How did everybody get grabbed by the comment from Trent Williams yesterday that he has not ruled out retirement and and basically said, yeah, this thing is an unbelievable grind. And, And it just underscores the point of like, dude, missed opportunities you can't assume the 49ers are just going to climb the mountain again next year. And and, and 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 you get to the end of this, like you're in the NFC title game for the third time in four years. And then the three hours unfolds and you're like, oh, Brock Purdy tours UCL and Trent Williams won't commit to coming back. You can't assume that the 49ers are going to be right. back at all. So I get that pain. Mm-hmm. That That's the part that I understand. But yeah, I think you do. As hard as it is, you gotta stick with it. You gotta stick with what they got, not not go reshuffle the deck and start over because they're right there.
4: Two things. They took their big swing at quarterback. It was Trey Lance. Yep. They traded three firsts for the number three pick, and that was their big move. That's what they that's what they need to work more than trying to cobble together the picks to make some blockbuster trade. Like I don't I don't think they're thinking that way at the quarterback position right now. I think they're looking at their offensive line. I think they're looking at their defensive line, certainly. I think they're looking at their secondary. Like there's there's other things I think they they're concerned with other than their their
3: quarterback. Oh, that, position. Totally. Yeah.
4: The other thing, I think I don't think it should be mandatory, but I think reporters should wait one month. You should give it four weeks from a team's final game before asking players about retirement. I'm sure Trent Williams is hurting right now and in a lot of pain. Hmm. And they're three days after a loss in the NFC title game that he got ejected from for body slamming a dude. And it's like, yeah, hey, Trent, tough loss. Anyways, what about next year? He's probably like, I don't know, man. Well, I don't... That's... that's,
3: Okay, from a human standpoint, I get what you're saying. Yeah, no, I get the reporter has to right. ask. In reality, that's it's not realistic, and it they totally. are totally they're literally there at the stadium to do something right. called exit interviews. Uh, you know this. You're not going to get Trent Williams in a month. Right. You're going to get you're. you're not going to see Trent for totally for understood. months right now. Totally understand. And so yeah, you got to ask the question, but but.
4: Yeah, you, I was having fun with the idea of like t- bring them back in a month. Right, any retirement questions yeah. you have, ask them now.
3: <laughs> well, they have, you know, they have something. Uh, it's not a month long. Sometimes it's only five minutes, but there is something called a cooling off period, mm-hmm. um, and it is built for two things. It's built so that reporters don't get yelled at, mm-hmm. um, and and it's built so that someone can sort of. Calm down, cool mm-hmm. off, and, and sit with something for a little while before you respond, because as we all know, it's like anything in life, what are you supposed to not do? Don't respond from emotion, right? right? You get that email or whatever that totally ticks you off, take a breath before you respond to the boss or whatever, <laughs> because you don't want to respond with emotion. Does it take a little longer when you're Trent Williams and it was an NFC title game and you body slammed someone? Maybe. Maybe yeah, yeah, may, and, yeah he's, maybe, and he's
4: probably in a lot of pain
3: right he's in just a boot. physical pain he's in a boot and in a crutch yeah two days later right after he walked off the field yeah. normal
4: and you are like you're gonna play next year
3: ah <laughs> 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 oh, like, right now it sounds I-L-A-X. awful relax yeah uh frank in roseville uh next up hi frank what are you doing
2: Hey, guys. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about how Brock Purdy could win the Super Bowl. Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, well, I just think his chemistry that he grew with the team, the command that he had of the offense, um, and his contract. Guy's on a rookie contract. We still need to resign Nick Bosa. We still need to build around this team. And I know there's his injury aspect right now, but, I mean, until we fully know, I don't think we should worry about it
3: quite uh, yet. Well, we can't. Yeah, I, again, I, I just think, thanks, Frank. I mean, uh, I sort of, and this is just a perception, uh, when you look at this year versus the last two, I think the 49ers are in a state of financial health that they weren't. The last couple of years, in terms of the extensions they need to sign, uh, the hoops that they need to jump through, and whatnot, like they've been budgeting for a Nick Bosa extension for a while now. Mm-hmm. They're they're not dumb. They know he's going to be the highest paid defensive player in the history of the NFL. Mm-hmm. He's going to get that deal. I think they're ready for that. Um, and, and I think they're ready for. Uh, we're we're moving on from uh, from Jimmy Garoppolo as well. So. The whole quarterback savings thing is maybe not a savings. Like, they probably actually budgeted it this way. It's going to be Trey Lance and, and a backup, and that'll cost us maybe a little bit less dollars. than $10 million. Yeah. And so that's exactly what it's going to be. The interesting one is you inject McCaffrey into all of this, and and so what's the effect of that, and how does that affect an Al and a Jimmy Ward and, and whatever? But, you know, gosh... A Trent Williams surprise retirement would change the whole thing. Boy, but I I, 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 just think, I think they've budgeted. There, there are no huge surprises here. I think they've budgeted for this, and uh, and you can always make adjustments, and 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 they'll be fine. I don't think they're going to break the bank with anybody.
4: No, and if that's, let's just. I don't know the exact. I haven't gone through and counted out exactly how much. Let's say it's forty million that they're going to spend this off season. Let's just pick that number. Instead of investing 30 of that in a quarterback right, they could do so much to reinforce this juggernaut that they already have. When you look at their top end talent, it's ridiculous. It's Fred Warner and Nick Bosa and Trent Williams and George Kittle and Debo Samuel. Those guys are all in the top I don't want Debo's not a top five receiver, but what he does in the offense is so unique that he's at the top of that position, whatever it is. Everybody else is top three or five at their position. Like, the Niners are loaded. And that's a just a good place to be in with, like you said, they're not loaded with, I think the Saints have, like, negative $50 million dollars right. in cap space that they have to navigate right now. And they're not in a great spot. So, I, I just, like I said, I feel really good about where the Niners are at. Just roster-wise, financially, draft pick-wise, I, I think they're, they're
3: they're fine. Yeah, and, and the names a lot of you keep bringing up would ruin all of that. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's that's what they didn't budget for yeah. is going to spend money on on, on a quarterback that's going to cost something. The guy I have a question about is Ayuk. I, I I want like he's going into the final year of mm-hmm. his rookie deal, uh, four year rookie deal. Um, I don't I don't know I don't know what they think of him. I don't know what the budget is. I don't know what he's thinking. Can I tell you what I think is going to happen? Yeah, I don't know what you think is going to happen.
4: I think he's going to play this season. Yeah, and then they trade Debo Samuel and they pay Brandon Ayuk next year.
3: Why would you do that? Because why can't you have both? That's crazy. I want both.
4: <laughs> I may. I mean, maybe they. Maybe they. They can. They can do that. But if yeah. Ayuk has an even better year next year than the one he just had. He's going to command big money on big the receiver money. market. Big money. And you look at, Debo Samuel, look, I, I love Debo. He is so much fun to watch. He's never replicating 2021. He's never going 1,400 yards receiving and 500 yards, Twenty five yards yeah. rushing, or whatever it was, it was. It was an insane year, and he deserved to get paid. But I think what you saw this year, where it's kind of like, okay, the running stuff's not really working. He doesn't get a ton of separation as a receiver. Like, okay, yeah, he's nasty after the catch, but... Is he, is he worth the money they're paying him? And if someone's mm-hmm. going to give you a second or third round pick for him, like... And you got to pay Brandon you, yeah, I just, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think that that's how this kind of winds up because huh. they're not going to be able to hold on to all these guys forever.
3: Not all of them, no. But, but restructure, restructure, restructure. The Niners are better at it than anybody um, as far but, as but, as planning this all out and having an answer.
4: So you're, kick, but restructures are kicking cans down the road. Eventually, yes. you have to pay your credit card bill. No, look. But, so, <laughs>
3: sometimes you got to grab a guy, and I know this this hurts. Sometimes mm-hmm. you got to grab a guy. That you don't want to trade and you gotta trade him to the Colts for the thirteenth overall pick. Sometimes you have to do that.
4: They didn't have to do that. And, but just and, to, Well, <laughs> sure.
3: But they felt they did. Right. They felt like the conversation was not fair financially with DeForest. And let's be honest, it burned him. It burned him. Mm-hmm. Kinlaw didn't work. So it burned him. But sometimes you gotta do that. Yeah, that could happen next year. They, At, well, that could happen with one of the big guys.
4: The 49ers, by the way, um D Ford, after all their restructures, counts for eight and a half million dollars against their cap next season. Oh, good. That's
3: fun. Um, that's what restructuring does. It, that's what it does. Yeah. yeah. Have you all taken out a loan before? Yeah. Yeah. Then you spend it and 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 then years later you still have to pay it off. That's that's the deal. Uh Mike in San Jose here. Uh Willard Kyle Madsen in for dibs. Hey, Mike, what are you doing? Hello, Mike. Mike is not here. Let's go to uh, Ronald in Oakland uh, next up, Hi, Ronald. What are you doing? I'm at work. Me too. (coughs) Go ahead, Ronald. Yes, I know. That's why I call it. I've been listening
6: to the game for the last about six, seven years. I've never been on the radio, but I should have been on the radio. I'm the most knowledgeable person in the Bay Area as far as sports. Prove it. Prove it right
3: now, Ronald. Prove it.
6: Uh, Who won the most games in the in the in the the national league? What pitcher won the most games in the national league in the '60s?
3: Oh God, Bob Gibson.
6: (laughs) No, one Marichal, but Uh, we never talk about it. Won more games than anybody. Five times twenty game winner. All that did everything. Just didn't get no Cy Young because there was only one Cy Young. But the reason I called in is about this Shanahan thing. You saying that Shanahan Shanahan has been in the room with Watson? He passed on him. Passed on Watson. Watson is more physically gifted than. Mahomes, but Mahomes was put in a great situation because he had Andy Reid. If, if watching that the came to the 49ers would have been winning, but how do you go in the room with, see, Trey Lance, if you've been watching football all Saturdays, on Saturday, and you pick Trey Lance over Justin Fields, Justin Fields right now with the 49ers would be unstoppable because this man is just as good as Jackson. The man can, he, he's got a gun. He played a wild state. He's throwing to all these receivers that's in the NFL now. Right. You, have, If you had to just draft him, you would have been rolling right now, didn't you? All these bad picks that you in the first round of 49ers took, Thomas from Oregon State. All these players, but nobody is discussing these moves they missing in the draft. You hey, 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 hey Ronald, Thomas went to Ronald
3: yeah, you got, you got uh, great historical knowledge, and you have very well-delivered opinions. Um, but I'm going to hold off on hiring you to be the future of Bay Area Sports Media, Uh, here would be my response to some of the things that you had to say. Uh, Justin Fields this year completed 60% of his passes. That is a losing number at the quarterback position. It's wonderful that he can run. He is incredibly physically gifted. Maybe he does look like Lamar Jackson, who also, by the way, has never been to a Super Bowl. The idea that we can already unequivocally say that Justin Fields is better than Trey Lance. Uh, We can't. We factually can't. And in fact, even if both of them are as good as Justin Fields is right now, They will sum total add up to zero Super Bowls in both of their careers. What we've seen from Justin is not good enough. You said he's throwing to receivers all over the place. I bet you couldn't even name a receiver on the Bears team. He he threw for 2,200 yards last year. That's awful. That's half of what you need to throw for to win. In the NFL, he's still a young guy. I'm not ending his career, but salivating over Justin Fields. And don't even get me started that you said Deshaun Watson is more physically gifted than the best player in the NFL. He's not, and he's a problem, and the whole league thinks that what the Browns did with that contract is going to kill him for the next decade. That's my response. Justin Fields
4: this year, in the middle of the field where Kyle Shanahan's offense lives, uh, middle of the field, short to intermediate, so zero to nineteen yards beyond the line of scrimmage, three touchdowns, four picks. <laughs> I mean, that was a, a, and like like, he all, won God, some like God love games. Justin like God yeah, love yeah, Justin Fields. I, I hope he goes on to have a great career, but he would not have gotten the. This is less about Justin Fields and and more about Kyle Shanahan. I think I don't think he would have gotten the opportunity to be the playmaker that he was for Chicago this year.
3: With San Francisco, well, as Kyle we all Shanahan know. would never allow that. Well, he would have been uh, he would have been hurt because uh, Kyle Shanahan hurts quarterbacks. Yep, <laughs> on purpose. It's all brought to you by Bud Light. Uh, We'll continue with your calls into the next hour. 888-957-9570 but also coming up next the great John McClain. Not from Die Hard but from the Houston Chronicle through the years. Um, And now you can find him on galleriesports.com sportsradio610.com John McClain knows it all. Not just Amico to Houston. Could Garoppolo be an option? What about Brock Purdy? Does the league believe in him? And what would the Niners options be if he's hurt? All of that with John McClain coming up next on Willard